Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So we're going to talk about a fun subject today. Tribes. Well, it's a fun subject to me anyway. If you don't already have one, get yourself a good girl tribe. Now, what I mean by girl tribe is people you can be real with. People you can be like, I've had a crappy day. Let's go do something to cheer me up. Hey, I need a hand. People who will tell you that they need a hand. That they'll tell you they've had a hard day. That they need your help with something around their house. People you can bounce ideas off of. Now, ideally, what I mean by a tribe is someone who has got a lot of the same life perspectives as you have ideally has the same moral code that you have and preferably someone who is going to be part of this tribe is going to want to be working towards the same kind of goals that you're working towards for example i write and of course i do this podcast and i am an avid gardener And I am always looking for ways to better things around my house, whether it be a cleaning hack, whether it be a cleaning routine, um, a new recipe, a new way of doing things. So my tribe that I surround myself with are also doing those same sort of things. So I'm not going to have a tribe of people who are really into the latest makeup techniques, for example. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love to see people who are plugged into their makeup routine and who are, you know, completely polished and pull that off. That's great. And I appreciate the skill, the time, the effort, excuse me, and the learning that that takes to achieve that. And I, in my many decades of living, can pull off a basic makeup look, but it's not you know, I'm not what somebody would call on point with my makeup. But that's also something that's not super important to me. Um, If I have a night out or I'm going to somewhere um, a little bit fancier or maybe we're having pictures taken, you know, I will put on makeup for that. As a general rule, my makeup is very, very basic. So someone that's, you know, going, hey, you know, this primer came out from this company or oh they finally released released the new lip shades for fall those aren't the kind of people i want to be hanging around with because i'm more likely to go hey did you see the new paint color that has come out for fall you know have you seen some of the latest finds at dollarama for the fall What are you doing for your home decor for the fall? You know, what are you, you know, I noticed you posted the other day on Instagram about the plethora of zucchini you have. What are you doing to put those up for the winter? You know, that kind of thing. I want to know if uh, salt has gone on sale or flour has gone on sale. I want someone who I can up my bread making game being in contact with. Because the saying is really true that you are the five people you hang around with most. 
So take a look at the five people that you talk with and spend the most time with as your tribe. And is that tribe serving you? Are those people wanting to be on the same journey as you? Are they looking for the same goals? Are they moving in the same direction? And that's not to say that if you've got a best girlfriend who is about the latest shoes and purses and makeup and hairstyles that you have to go, oh, I'm sorry, we can't be friends anymore. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is as you are going through your own personal growth, which we all should be going through some measure of personal growth, no matter what stage we are in life, <clears throat> try to cultivate and build a tribe of people that are going in the place where you want to be going as well. So I tend to hang out with people who are talking about, like I said, the latest home hacks, recipes, cleaning routines, gardening things, canning things, bread making things, because those are the skills that I am valuing the most right now in my life. And that I want to be perfecting all the time because that is where I find my happiness. You know, yes, I love a good purse. Don't get me wrong. I love a good purse. I love a good Michael Kors purse. I love a good Kate Spade purse. Wouldn't turn either one of those down. If I have the opportunity when I'm walking through a big mall and I see those stores, I will pop in and I will look. But as I'm cultivating my daily life, I am trying to up my cleaning game, my organizing game, my bread making game, my dinner game, my canning game, my gardening game, my, my cut flower garden game. Um, <clears throat> one of the people I have recently made contact with is a, a fabulous lady. Um, she's from Echo Hills Farms. You can find her on Instagram. And, it, and she runs a cut flower business. So every week at our farmer's market, she brings in bouquets of cut flowers that she has grown in her farmstead and for purchase, for purchase. And so because I want to get a cut flower garden going on the farm, not for commercial, like I don't want to like, be on the stand next to her at the farmer's market. That's not my goal. I want to grow cut flowers so that I can cut my own bouquets for the farm here, for my house in the city, maybe to give to friends. You know, if I've been invited over for a barbecue or to a birthday, I can bring a bouquet of flowers. That's kind of my goal. And so I have touched base with her and, you know, we chat when I pick up my bouquet of flowers and she's given me some good pointers and I know that she is someone that as I'm walking through this cut flower journey that I can reach out to. I can be like, hey, how do you get your ranunculus to grow in our zone three? You know, how do you keep your lilies looking good? You know, what, what all should I be planting so that I can be getting bouquets right from spring through fall? Like, what are all the flowers I should be planting so that I can have weekly bouquets grown in my own cut flower garden for my own use? And I know she'll be happy to help me with that. And she said, she has said as much. And I like the bouquets that she presents. So I like the flowers that she grows. So that's definitely a good resource for me so that I can 
basically grow my own bouquets instead of buying them from her. <clears throat> I do not know what's going on with my throat today. I am not sick. It is not cold and weepy here. It is beautifully sunny out here on the farm. I don't know if I just, I don't know. Maybe I got too much dust out in the garden. I'm not sure. Anyways, so excuse my coughing on and off throughout this episode. Um, my bread making game. I have a few friends that are doing the sourdough thing. And I was probably one of the very few people through COVID that didn't start doing sourdough. Two reasons. I don't know how to do the things with the starter that you have to do to make the starter usable. I don't. And I'm going to have to find that out because I have a few friends that do the sourdough thing and I'm sure I could get some starter for them from them and I'm sure that they would help me, you know, when to feed it, when to do this, when to do that because they are making the bread. So they're making the products. Um, one of the other reasons why I didn't is because I've been making bread for decades. I have a bread machine I make bread in, but I've made it from scratch. Like when we were having pizza at our house and we decided to have pizza night, we're making the pizza dough. We have the stone, the pizza stones that we cook our pizza dough on and, and we'll just whip up, you know, pizza dough. It's not an issue. Um, the bread that we eat at home, I, I make, I don't buy bread from the store. Occasionally, I might buy some bread or buns if I feel like I'm not in the mood to make bread, but that's usually few and far between. I'm usually got a loaf in the bread maker. Um, and for those of you that don't know on your bread maker, you have a dough setting too. And I've always known this, but I follow this lady on TikTok. And right at this moment, I can't remember what her name is called. She's dark hair with glasses. She's always doing like 10 meals in 10 minutes, 10 ingredients. She's usually got a baby on her hip at the time. You know, her, her, her motto is use what you have. So if you know who I'm talking about, maybe pass it along to everyone else. Um, she uses her dough setting in her bread maker all the time. Like, so like if she's going to make garlic bread sticks to go with supper or if she's going to, anything that requires a dough, buns or cinnamon buns or whatever, um, she'll just put it all in there on the dough setting. And then, so then she can go and do her thing. And then when it's done, it's, it's the dough ready to start using. So it's ready to start forming into the buns or the bread sticks or whatever. So those of you who are like, oh, I don't know about the making the bread thing. Bread makers are everywhere. You can buy them new off Amazon. You can buy them new in almost any store. But there's a lot of people, and I don't know why they're doing this, but there's a lot of people that are selling them on like Facebook Marketplace. So that is a great resource to get yourself a bread machine. Like I got mine, because I didn't buy mine brand new. I got mine, I think I paid $40 for it. And it came with the instruction book. And it's super easy because you literally... It's a book and you can just pick whatever you want and it'll tell you in what order you have to put the ingredients into the, into the pan. And then you just put the pan in the bread machine, close the lid and set it to the setting that it tells you for that recipe. Press start and walk away. And it'll beep when it's done. So a lot of times because it's just, it's just me and my youngest son at home <coughs> in the city. So like, it's not like I'm needing to make 
like back in the old days where it's like, no, I got my big dough bowl out and I would make, you know, four loaves of bread and two or three dozen buns. And that would last us for a week, maybe 10 days, you know? Um, so I'm not needing to do that. So a lot of times I will just, you know, kind of in the morning or early afternoon or whatever, put the bread in the bread machine, like the ingredients in the bread machine. And then it'll just be a loaf of bread later. And that'll last us for probably two or three days, sometimes more. Um, my son likes to eat a little more bread when it's of the homemade variety. And I don't blame him because it's really good. The, the recipe that we chose out of the book, so good. Like we are like, as soon as it's cool enough to take out of the loaf pan, <coughs> seriously with this throat throat frog. As soon as we're ready to take it out of the bread pan, we are like cutting it up and putting some butter on it because, come on, seriously. But I'm actually going to start using it more on the dough setting and see what else I can be making around the house. Because my whole, I'm going to call it lifestyle. We're going to call it that. My whole lifestyle and where I'm at emotionally right now is I'm kind of on this, let's see how much we can replace store-bought stuff with as far as eating. So I garden, I have a, a garden in my city property. And of course, as you all know, those of you who have been listening, I have, we broke ground and did a garden out at the farm here and with the first of all it's fabulous like if you've got land why not grow something on it but with the specific purpose of replacing some things that we normally buy at the store and I always suggest that when you're getting started with growing anything or doing anything around your house is don't try to go go from basically I'm, I'm getting, you know, takeout every night to all of a sudden I'm, you know, making my own sourdough starter. Like that's a big leap. Like that's a big leap. And most of us are not capable of going from one extreme to the other. But we can do little things. And we can do little baby steps. So, for example, if you've never gardened before, you know, if you've listened to my gardening episodes, you'll, you'll know about the experiment I'm wanting everyone to do with their two pots, one with flowers and one with um, edibles. So your flowers can be whatever flowers you want, any annuals you want. And then your other one is edibles. And so maybe you put in, maybe you put in, um, some lettuce and maybe you put in some spinach and maybe you put in a tomato plant and that's all you did. Do not ever let anyone make you feel bad that that's quote unquote all you did because now you are eating all your spinach and all your lettuce for the growing season from growing it yourself. And when your tomatoes start producing, you'll be eating your tomatoes off of your tomato plant instead of buying them at the store. So that's great. So now you, you've done it. You, you've started the journey. And that's, that's the journey I'm on right now is replacing stuff. So it's like the more things I can grow on, at home 
<clears throat> in the city and here out on the farm, the more things that I don't have to buy at the store. And the more flowers I grow, the less flowers I have to buy at the, at the, anywhere. Um, and same with bread. The more bread and buns and cinnamon buns and all those like bakery products that I make at home, the less I have to buy at the store. So when you are looking for your tribe, find people that are excited like that about, about the things that you're excited about. So my tribe is like my tribe that we're all on this kind of same journey of, of, you know, trying to, you know, make our own bread and make our own cinnamon buns and make our own buns and sharing good soup recipes and good spaghetti sauce recipes and all that. We are excited about this stuff and we share our excitement. So, you know, your tribe, when you send them a picture of a sunflower that you grew from a seed should be excited for you. They should be like, oh my gosh, that's a beautiful color that you picked. And oh my gosh, that's so much bigger than you thought it would be. Or those peas look really great. Or look at you, your spinach looks great. Or what a lovely bouquet you just picked from your garden. And they should be excited. You should be able to send a picture over text, whatever group message, however you keep in contact with your tribe about what you're doing and this is also a good way to figure out if they're your tribe, about what you're doing that you're so excited to share and that excitement should be matched. So if you're going, wow, look, you know, I made two dozen buns today and, and I tried cinnamon buns for the first time and you send a picture out to your tribe and if they're like, oh, yay, wow, that's great. They're not really your tribe. They're trying to be your tribe. God love them. They're trying to be your tribe but they're not really your tribe. Your tribe will be like, oh my gosh, those look amazing. What recipe did you use? I've never tried that before. Could you share your recipe with me? That's your tribe. That's your tribe. Because your tribe is excited for you. It makes you feel excited to share and makes you feel excited to be on this journey and makes you want to even go farther on this journey and gives you the confidence to take those next steps because they are not always easy. You know, some people look at you like you've grown a second head if you tell them that you make all your bread from scratch or that you're trying to grow all your own food. You know, even though it's so funny, considering how long ago it was, I can't believe how prevalent it still is for that, oh, you're just one of those hippie granola eaters. It's like, oh my gosh, hippies were the 60s. It's literally seven, uh, four, 60 years ago. Like, how have you not gotten used to this already? Like, how have you people, and you people, meaning the people that are, are raining on our, on our make it from scratch parade, how have you people not gotten used to us already? Because there's lots of us now, and it's been around for a long time. Like, get over it already. We're here. We're here to stay. You know, but it can be hard as you're doing these things, especially if you're doing some changes in your lifestyle. If you're making some big changes in your lifestyle. Maybe you're letting go of some habits and trying to build new habits. It's so important to have a good tribe. You know, <clears throat> Because there are people who are going to rain on your parade. They're going to tell you you're crazy. Oh, what do you mean you're vermicomposting? 
That's going to stink up your whole house. Side, sidebar, doesn't stink at all. Vermicomposting is great. Um, I'm just going to take a side note on vermicomposting. Because literally I got so much flack when I started doing that. That people were like, that is so gross. I can't believe you're doing that in your house. Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, I live in a zone three climate, which means that there is snow on the ground five months of the year. Snow. I don't know if you know this, but with snow comes cold. And with cold, it's very counterproductive to do a, a regular compost pile. You can still do them here. And it still works. It's just slower. Um, and what are you supposed to do with that stuff during the winter? And there are several methods. And I will do a whole podcast on composting. Um, because it's near and dear to my heart, to be quite honest with you. Um, but vermicomposting is a great way when you live in a zone 3 climate or colder to be getting rid of those vegetable scraps. And I don't mean parking them. They're gotten rid of in those months you know it's a it's a tote maybe in your laundry room or your utility room somewhere where it's warm and out of the way and you just keep an ice cream bucket or some kind of pail in your freezer and all your scraps you just put in the freezer and then every 10 days or so or so you just take it out of the freezer the night before let it thaw on the counter and then pour the sloppy mess into the scratch a corner of the dirt aside dump the sloppy mess in and cover it back up with the dirt. And then you rinse out the bucket and you put it back in the freezer. The reason you put it in the freezer, ladies and gentlemen, is because that keeps the fruit flies away. Because fruit flies grow on anything organic. And of course, you know, fruits and vegetables and everything that you're going to put into your, into your composter falls under that category. So this way it keeps it from collect from growing fruit flies or anything else so that when you do dump the sloppy mess into your composter, no fruit flies, which is amazing. And let me tell you, my tote of worms, which does not smell and they're not, they don't crawl out and get all over the house. They're contained in a bucket because the bucket's got just so, like it's a, it's a tote, like it's a Rubbermaid tote with holes drilled in the top. They can take that ice cream bucket, ladies and gentlemen, full, and I mean full, so full of sloppy mess. And between feedings, they will eat it all. Like, so when I go to feed them in 10 more days, what I fed them 10 days ago is completely gone. And what's really nice is the, is the castings, nice way of saying poo, is so great for your garden and for your house plants and for anything else that you're growing it's amazing and i don't know if you know this but but um worm castings like the kind that you're making for free at your house if you go to the store and try to purchase them they're about 15 dollars a pound that's not cheap um and yeah and every once in a while i just you know, get the worms all out of there and start and, and rotate the bin into a fresh bin that has no castings in it. I do that probably about uh, once or twice a year, depending, and then just take the whole bucket of castings and dump it directly on my garden. 
you can mix it with soil you sprinkle some on you know in your in your potted plants in the house put it on your flower bed on your vegetable garden anywhere it's great anyways back to tribes but yeah your tribe but see my tribe is excited to hear about my vermicompost my tribe when i was telling them how good my vermicompost was going wanted to start their own vermicomposting bins and so i actually um because i don't know if you know this but worms like to reproduce when they're being well fed so you have a, you you start getting some worms um you can sell them to other people me in the interest of wanting to get as many people vermicomposting as i could i just give them away and you just give like just a little like it's just a little bit of them like just a little pinch like an individual yogurt container amount of worms you give them and then they can start their own vermicomposting bin and this was something that i did i have now started to date i have helped 25 other people start vermicomposting bins from the worms from my bin and that makes me feel great because now that's 25 more people that are vermicomposting that weren't doing that before which means that's 25 more people that instead of putting their you know vegetable and fruit scraps into the garbage are feeding worms this is now 25 more people that are using those worm castings to improve the soil in their gardens and in their flower beds which are growing better vegetables and better flowers which means their family is getting better flowers and better food and that helps the environment and that's what i'm all about that's kind of my journey is is that whole make it from scratch so that it's healthier for our bodies lowering our carbon footprint lowering our taxing on the supply chain and resources and being self-sufficient and all of that and i really like that and that's something that i've liked for a very long time and so my tribe is excited to hear about those things so my tribe is excited to hear how my worms are doing my tribe was very excited to hear when we broke ground on the garden out at the farm they were super excited to get pictures of my four foot by four foot raised bed garden um that i planted pretty quickly after the snow left got and made it all out of like reclaimed cedar and logs that were from fallen trees and and yes i bought some bag soil but i bought organic bag soil and i planted everything from seed not a bedding plant in the thing and so they were excited to see the project even when i just sent them the picture of it just being a square with dirt in it they were like yay that's amazing you built a raised bed out at the farm they were excited for me that's my tribe and as i sent them pictures of that stuff growing they were excited because they're my tribe and when i sent pictures of the the garden space out in the field that we broke ground on they were excited and they've been excited as i've been giving them updates of stuff that's growing um whether i'm sending them pictures or just you know just telling them how it's going they're excited for me you know my friends and i my tribe we we constantly we still send pictures this is what i picked from the garden today oh this is the pie that i baked this is the bread that i made you know <clears throat> we share deals with each other oh did you hear that butter is on sale at such and such a place or um, flour is going to be on sale or um, bedding plants you know for the gardener on sale at this greenhouse or 
you know, this variety of seeds is, is working really well this year and they have more choices. Those kind of things. Those are my tribe. Those are my tribe. You know, when I crochet a blanket, I send pictures to my tribe and they're happy. They're like, wow, that looks amazing. You know, you know, or we'll send pictures of quilts we're making or jam that we've made or sometimes we'll even just send pictures of, oh, just taking a lazy day and we'll be sitting out in our gardens or, you know, in our houses and drinking tea and under the blankets that we've made. Those are our tribe. And when we're having crappy days, our tribe is there to boost us. And sometimes that's... Um, one of my closest and oldest friends, I won't say her name because she would be, she would murder me. Your tribe will still murder you if you step out of line. <laughs> so she is like one of the founding members of my tribe and she would murder me if I mentioned her name on a podcast. I'm pretty sure, but she knows who she is. Um, there, she makes the best pies. Like I've literally, I have literally enlisted her, um, help to make pies for like my Thanksgiving dinner. And there's been several times when I've had some really crappy times in my life. And she has dropped off a pie at my house. And, um, one day it was the best. I'm trying to think what she made, but it was dinner and a pie. Cause I, I, I can't even remember what happened. I can't remember what happened. I'm I want to think that it was when I had surgery. I had my gallbladder removed. Um, and uh, I think that's when it was. But she dropped off dinner and a pie. And oh my gosh. Like it was still warm. It was still warm. Everything was still warm. You know. And just dropped it off. And then texted me saying, hey, I left you dinner and a pie. And I was just like, oh. And she's so kind. And she's so generous. And that's a tribe. Um, I try to do the same thing for her. I always say, you know, hey, can I drop you off something? Can I, can I bring you something? Can I help you in any way? Um, and I, it's not that she's stubborn. She has an amazing husband. <laughs> not going to lie. She has an amazing husband um, who tends to do a lot of stuff for her. So she, it's, she, doesn't, really, she doesn't really need stuff and I think it's a combination of that and she's the giver she's more of the giver and I don't think she's you know for whatever reason she doesn't like to be on the receiving end you know but I check in with her all the time and uh, she just had her gallbladder out so and you know so we talked before she went in and, and you know talked you know um, when she was home and stuff like that. And, you know, and I gave her tips for what I went through when I had it. And, you know, she was able to ask me questions and stuff like that. Tr that's what a tribe's about. So it's not just all sharing pictures of our sourdough bread and our pies. You know, we've talked about some really tough things. We've talked about some really tough things. We've been really real with each other. And that's the other thing is, can you be real with your tribe? Can you say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this really hard thing and I'm not sure what to do. And there is a difference between your tribe that you can come to with that and that girlfriend, and we've all had them, 
who were like, well, you should just do this. You should not do that. Blah, blah. And just throw their opinion at you. And I'm not going to lie. I've been guilty of it myself. It's something I'm trying to be mindful of that I don't substitute my opinions for what would be good for other people. But when you have a tribe, you do a lot of listening. So if they're having a problem, you're listening. And maybe they just want to talk about it. Maybe they want to talk about it and then have you give a little bit of an opinion. And very rarely when they talk about it, they want you to go, and this is what you're going to do. Those ones are few and far between though. And those should be reserved for very serious situations. But our tribe is someone we can open up and be real with. You know, it doesn't matter if our hair is looking great that day or if we've managed to do the dishes or sweep the floor. Or maybe we have the three laundry baskets in our living room that we're trying to pretend don't exist. You know, and maybe we've been struggling with something for a really long time. Or maybe we're struggling with something that's recent, but it's really hard. We can be real with them. And that's what you need out of your tribe. Because otherwise you feel lonely. Like if you just have those friends that you're just doing like the coffees and the shopping and the, and the barbecues and all that, but you don't really feel like you could call them crying or you don't feel like you could be like, Hey, I need to borrow 20 bucks or Hey, um, I need you to watch my kids for like an hour because I have to do this thing or, Oh my gosh, I finally figured out how to make a pie crust that didn't taste like shoe. That's what you need out of your tribe. Those are the people you need out of your tribe. Those ones you can go to with your happiness and your sadness that you can go to for advice with the confidence that the advice that you're given is being given by people who are trying to be on the same journey that you're on to. Because for example, if I go to a non-tribe member and say, I just don't feel like making bread this week. I don't feel like making bread and I don't feel like making supper and blah, 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 blah. A non-tribe member might say to me, well, just go to the store and get some, get, just get some frozen pizzas and get a couple loaves of bread. You'll be fine. Whereas my tribe member might go, hey, remember you have a bread maker. It literally will take you three minutes to put the ingredients in there to get a loaf of bread. And what have you put in the freezer that you could pull out and throw in the crock pot for a nice homemade meal? And that's what I need out of my tribe. Because then I can go, oh, right, I have, I have taco soup in the freezer. I could take that out, put a little shredded cheese, a little sour cream, a little taco chips with it, supper. Oh, I have some, I have some vegetables and I have broth in the freezer, plus I have meat and I could just dump it all with some spices in the crock pot, let it cook all day. And I've got supper and look at that. And then the bread will be ready. So we'll have warm bread with like a stew or a casserole. That's what I need out of my tribe. Not someone who is going to give me permission to bail on what's important to me. Not somebody who's going to knock me off the track that I want to be on because I want to be not having as much takeout. I want to be making stuff from scratch. I want to be growing from the garden. 
I want to be doing those things. You know, I want my tribe to be like, okay, you're having a crappy day. Have you thrown your laundry in yet? Okay, go do that right now. Okay, have you put your dishwasher on or have you put your dishes, you know, have you, have you soaked a pot? Go wash one pot, you know, go sweep one floor. And it's not that they're trying to minimize my sadness or my whatever is going on with me. It's because they know that that's important to me. So they're not just going, oh, just get over it and do some house cleaning or, or, you know, whatever, do some laundry. That's not what they're doing. They, because they are on the same path where we're trying to make our homes a haven. We're trying to grow our own. We're trying to make from scratch. What they're trying to go is go, I know that you're having a crappy time. And I'm going to encourage you within the parameters of the goals that you have set for your everyday and for your life. So that even though you're having this crappy time, when you wake up tomorrow, you can look back on today and go, oh, I was still doing something towards my goal. I was still being in alignment with my, with the things that are important to me. And that's what they're doing. So when they're telling me to, you know, like go make some bread or go put some laundry on or go sweep a floor or go wash a pot. It isn't because they're trying to minimize how I'm feeling. It's because they're trying to encourage me along the lines of the things that are important to me. And that's what we want out of our tribe. Just like if you're, you know, if your tribe, if you're all really into, um, like going to the gym and fitness, I will eventually be one of those people again. I'm trying to get back to that. Um, it's taking a bit of time for a bunch of reasons. Um, but it's the same way that if your tribe is that and you're saying, I'm, you know, like I'm really sad today or I'm really depressed and, you know, I don't want to go to the gym, then your tribe might say to you, just go for a walk around the block or just do some goblet squats or go for a swim or, you know, anything like because they're trying to be supportive of how you're feeling and helping you to have activities that no maybe you're you're feeling so crappy you're not going to go to the gym and do your hour and a half or two hour workout but your tribe is going to be like I hear your pain I hear where you're at today and because I'm part of your tribe and I don't want you to wake up tomorrow going I failed yesterday I'm going to encourage you to go for a walk around the block and maybe do a set of goblet squats so that tomorrow you can, instead of going, well, I didn't do anything today, you can go, well, I didn't do it all yesterday, but I still did something that's in alignment with my goals. And maybe that friend will be like, hey, I'm off work in so many minutes or I have free time for the next hour. And they might be like, let's go for that walk together. Let's go do those goblet squats together. Let's go for a swim together. And so they're, they're really helping you be part of that. You know, maybe, you know, if you're part of my tribe, you're going to be like, okay, I'll come help you weed the garden or I'll come help you plant, or I'll even just sit in the chair and drink a glass of wine and watch you plant. Because as we know, and any of you who have raised little kids know this, sometimes just having company is enough to get you to do the stuff. And not because you're guilty, like feeling guilt, like, oh, I should do this because I have company. But the task always seems easier when somebody's there. 
I've never understood why that is, but it is. Like when you've got screaming kids and they're small, um, my tribe also had screaming kids and they were small. And so we used to hang out together and our kids would play together all, and funny enough, scream less, um, and have a good time, but it gave us a break. And we used to actually go back and forth to, you know, kind of rotate around. Um, but we used to help clean each other's houses. So like, you know, like, so say if everyone was coming to my house, okay, so everyone bring the kids and bring something to put towards a potluck lunch. And the kids would all play, we would make kind of like a potluck lunch, and then we would all clean my house, which was amazing, you know, and then maybe a couple days later, we'd all go over to the next person's house again, a little something for some potluck lunch, the kids would all play, and we would clean or bake or whatever was neat, whatever was needing to be done. Sometimes we did quilting. Sometimes we, we did baking. Sometimes we did, um, laundry and house cleaning. Sometimes it was gardening. Sometimes it was canning. We used to have canning parties and I miss those. I honestly miss those. Those were so much fun. Um, but that's what you need out of your tribe. And sometimes we find our tribe at work. Um, sometimes we find our tribe in our community, Sometimes we find our, tr our tribe um, um, with uh, religious affiliations. But wherever you find your tribe, make sure that they are your tribe. Make sure that they are people that you, you want to take advice from, where you would value their opinion if they gave you advice, where you're like, oh yeah, that is a good idea. Or I do value your opinion because I see how your working towards your goals and how you're working towards your goals, um, aligns with how I'm working with mine. So I know that your advice is going to align with my goals. Make sure that, and also make sure there's someone you can ask for help that you'd feel comfortable going, Hey, I'm having a really crappy day. And they'd be like, okay, what do we need to do to get you out of this? And they'll maybe give you a pep talk. Maybe they'll give you some tough love. Maybe they will, volunteer to come along with you on your journey for a little bit to just help you over the hump but whatever it is please ladies find your tribe find your tribe a good strong girl tribe is one of the most important things you can have in your life they are invaluable they have good ideas. They give great support. They're a great cheerleading section. And, you know, if you need to cry, they're a good group to cry on to. So, start taking a look at the people you spend the most time with. Evaluate if they are your tribe. And like I said, I'm not advocating for dumping people. Like if you're going, I'm into gardening and bread and house cleaning and you're going to the gym at six o'clock in the morning, so I can't be your friend anymore. Absolutely not. Do not get rid of that friend because maybe eventually, maybe you'll go to the gym a little bit. Maybe not at six o'clock in the morning, but maybe you'll go to the gym one time and maybe you can incorporate that into where you want to be in life. Maybe not. I don't know. But they're your friend for a reason. But call, but when I mean tribe, because there is a difference between tribes and friends. I have friends and I have my tribe and they're different. You know, because my tribe is who I go to when I need advice. My tribe is who I go to when 
I am looking for solutions to problems. My tribe is who I look go to look for the cheering section for the first time I make sourdough bread. My friends are in addition to my tribe. And those people I might just go to dinner, a movie, maybe I'll go for a walk or a workout or whatever. But have a tribe and cultivate that tribe and cherish that tribe. And treat every single one of the people in your tribe the way you want to be treated. Because you'll want to nurture this group of women. You know? And if you want to know what I really mean by tribe, if you've never watched episodes of Sex in the City, they were a tribe. They were not all the same, but they were a tribe because when it mattered, they came together for advice. They, they cheered each other on and they gave each other tough love. So kind of think of that because we kind of need, we need more of those tribes. And I think um, sometimes with, child rearing and jobs and marriages and relationships we get so wrapped up in those that we forget about the individual woman that is in all of those situations and that she needs a tribe to support her okay i feel like i've just given you a little bit of a lecture but i haven't i really want you to have a tribe and i'm really glad you're listening to my podcast because that kind of means you're part you're starting to be part of the mama mentor podcast tribe and we are a good group of people and hopefully you can get a lot of really great inspiration here that will help you in your daily life. And like I always say on the podcast, take what works for you and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. Love you tons. I will talk to you next time and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>